You know, if I had known that marriage was such a great gig, I would have never have waited this long to tie a knot. On the other hand, she's not much of a housekeeper, is she? Tiff! Those uh, dishes aren't gonna wash themselves, you know. You were nice enough to cook for him. The least he could do is wash the dish. What are you doing? What would Martha Stewart say? Fuck Martha Stewart! Martha Stewart can kiss my shiny plastic butt! Here I am slaving away over a hot stove, making cookies, making Swedish meatballs, and for what? For a man who doesn't appreciate me! For a man who can't even wash one fucking dish! For a man who isn't even a man at all where it counts if you get my drift! Take it from me, honey. Plastic is no substitute for a nice hunk of wood. I didn't hear her complaining last night. Welcome to Trilogy in Theory. My name is Webb and this is my co-host Mike. And we are finally talking a character <laughs> that I've been wanting to chat up for a little while. Uh, first of all, Mike, have you seen any of the other Chucky films? And second question, why not? <laughs> Go on. Well, this, I mean, first I'll give you, I guess, the, the positive answer, which is yes. But the negative is... Only for a podcast. I didn't watch any Chucky films when I was a kid, when I was a teenager. You know, pre-podcasting, had no no interest. I have a strange hatred for um, smaller or shorter, I guess, you know, humans <laughs> slash <laughs> creatures. <laughs> they make me uncomfortable. And so the idea of a, a ginger one that's sassy and is also a fucking doll like it does not appeal to me in the slightest. So I believe the first time I watched Child's Play, which would have been that's the only one I've seen, was when the was it 2019 like AI version that is not affiliated with like Chucky proper, right? That that's the plot, right? Isn't it like a cloud service like artificial intelligence? So you're not getting who's the, who's the voice of this? Is it Warm Tongue? Is that the is that the actor that's Brad Dorf? Yeah. Uh, and Deadwood, right? You know, yeah, I shouldn't take away his credits. So I only watched it just for a... And One Flew! Oh, yeah, very, yeah, the, going back to the, his youth. So I only watched that for a, like, comparison podcast as far as, like, okay. Uh, and I probably put out, all, you know, turned off any sort of Child's Play superfans by being like, what is this shit? Sure, like, as long as he's not as annoying. Like, I'll take the AI version because he doesn't talk as much. He's not as sassy. Um, so I'd certainly not seen Bride of Chucky, although if it had not been for a podcast and you'd said, hey, Mike, gun to your head, you have to watch one Chucky movie, this would have been the one. 
and you nailed it. Uh, Jennifer Tilly's involvement and maybe just the sort of possible twisted romance angle would have been, okay, I'll, I'll watch a Chucky movie and it's going to be Bride of Chucky, which I don't think I was I was that far off uh, in my ignorance. Because didn't this sort of revitalize the franchise? Isn't this seen as like the, the savior of, of Chucky? Yes, absolutely. So we are, in fact, talking the 1998 Ronnie U classic Bride of Chucky. The first Child's Play, for me, is a classic. I absolutely love it. I think it belongs right up there with uh, the other kind of horror icons. Um, they're all their first films. Uh, the second one, Child's Play 2, I think is a pretty damn good sequel. Very good. It also uh, actually has a couple scenes that have been etched into my, my brain because I saw these films as a young, uh, young tyke. Uh, the third one, I think, is terrible. Really, really bad. And so, yes, it was time to kind of revitalize the character. Uh, and Jennifer Tilly, like, is she not the best damn thing to happen to leather and, and low-cut tops? Just absolutely brilliant. And she, in fact, injects new life into the franchise. And also, like, literally and within the film. Um, <laughs> she's so good in this. And, and her uh, kind of back-and-forth with the Chucky character, I think is very good. What did you think of the dynamic between the two and the the relationship? And, and you're coming at this with not having to deal with Chucky by himself for three movies. Pretty much, yes. Well, I was put off that someone of <laughs> Jennifer Tilly's caliber has this long-standing crush on her deceased serial killer boyfriend <laughs> from... Uh, is this, I mean, is this set in real time? Has he been gone for like a decade at this point? Right. It was, was it 88, 80, whatever it is, it makes it worse. If it's, <laughs> if she's had enough time to, to move on, but no, she's, you know, Chucky is the quest object. So we're introduced rather quickly to her finding him again. We have, uh, the, uh, one of the Arquettes in here, uh, doing their best the late nineties, version of like what like a Marilyn Manson sort of aesthetic I I guess um <laughs> edgy edgy emo I guess before it you know became a little bit more sad boy and was still kind of uh rapey <laughs> I guess was the vibe <laughs> we're going sure. for um all of that I was like oh man this is going to be a, a tough road to hoe for me because <laughs> I'm like I don't agree with the life choices of this character at all and you're supposed <laughs> to be my lifeline to the Chucky franchise. I guess when she is you know and this is not a spoiler it's on the the poster when she is transformed in, into a doll I could go along with it a little bit more because she no longer looks like Jennifer Tilly and so I'm like I guess you now you have to just settle it's like okay you might as well get hitched to Chucky because you're both you know plastic dolls uh and hopefully they they fuck at some point and they do thank thank you to the auteur that is <laughs> Ronnie Hugh <laughs> I actually get a sex sequence uh it doesn't show as much I don't I've never seen Team America World Police but I assume that one is a little bit more obscene as far as their sort of puppets uh, and dolls sex scene yeah uh but whatever i'm not gonna look a gift horse in the mouth you know for the most part i think um this is like a shinier version i think was this the biggest budget the chucky series had or maybe still has ever had i, I don't know yes it was it like 25 million and most of these wow. are not like yeah okay the newer ones the ones that were like straight to 
Netflix slash DVD slash Blu-ray at least have been maybe five. Oh, maybe shit. five. Yeah. So okay. Well, um, before we get more to this, I'll I'll you know cede the floor to you as far as the the Chucky fanatic. So what happened with this? Did this not? Did this get a proper theatrical sequel or no? It, okay. So I I don't know anything about. What did after? I just know it sort of extended the uh, viability of the character, but I thought it went back to straight to video territory. But so, what was the proper sequel they tried to sell the masses? Because I have no idea about that one. I'm assuming that didn't take. The next film was called Seed of Chucky. Naturally, so okay. The trouble with Bride of Chucky, well, many troubles, but <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it's actually for me, it's kind of an enjoyable, odd little like road you know, road trip picture. Uh, but uh, one of the problems with that I have with it is it just kind of ends. Like there, there's no real conclusion to any of it. It's just kind of like, all right, well let's kill Chucky off for this film because in every movie he gets killed off and he's back somehow in the next one. So the film just kind of ends with the baby being born. And sure enough, seed of Chucky is, is specifically about that child and Seed of Chucky is the weirdest, I think, of all of them because it was a little too ahead of its time. The issue with Seed of Chucky is that the child doesn't know if it is a male or female and doesn't want to commit to either gender and decides to go back between the two whenever he or she or they feel like it. Okay. And so... You've got kind of a trans serial killer doll, which is so bizarre. And that's coming from, like, what? Maybe it came out in 2000-ish. And so way ahead of its time. Audience mm -hmm, are certainly. like, what is this? But the uh, – yeah, it's just a film kind of ahead of its time dealing with themes that audience is not ready for. So it is looked as kind of like the black sheep. Uh, and also voiced by Billy Boyd, by the way. So Jennifer Tilly – done was this a one and done as far as her contribution to the series or what? oh no okay. oh no oh she comes back and she plays jennifer tilly in seed of chucky as well as tiffany it is a very weird meta kind of film um which i don't really recommend but i think it's still it, <laughs> <laughs> i wouldn't recommend it to you but the thing is there is a weird a uh, 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 devotion by the fans and also by Don Mancini, the uh, the writer, who's pretty but he's been involved. Uh, um, I, I think he may have been he ha he's written everything except for the AI version. Uh, and so after Seed of Chucky, they kind of uh, abandoned the comedic elements and kind of went back to basics. And uh, they did two direct to DVD slash streaming uh, films, which are actually pretty good. And then. They parlayed that success into a television show that has two seasons right now. And I believe the third season has been confirmed uh, whenever this writers and, and actors strike uh, ends. Well, I hope they keep striking then. <laughs> <laughs> no, the first season's actually really good. I liked it a lot. The second one, not as much, but it's there. And in fact, everything is in continuity. Like, they oh reference God. stuff from, I'm telling you, the, this <laughs> franchise is so weird, and it's constantly evolving. You never know what you're going to get from it. So, I will give, and and Brad Dourif has been involved pretty much in every single film. And so, that is one of the key things. People love these films, 
the fans come back to it over and over again because his voice work is so good. Uh, and Jennifer Tilly provides a great back and forth between. What did you think about the voice work here? Uh, did you did you get into it though? Can you understand why the fans love it so much? No, no, not no, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's. Uh, I mean, you know, it, the concept of a doll or dolls in this case is serial killers doesn't have much run with me before I'm no longer sort of amused by that, you know, after, after the first couple of kills, which I, I guess in this case, you know, they, they, uh, they do this improvised nail gun, uh, to the face thing with, uh, John Ritter. And I was like, okay, that's, that's, that's pretty cool. Uh, but their banter back and forth, uh, when it was not, uh, sexually charged, I <laughs> sort of zoned out because it's this, strange like bickering married couple vibe they they go for um and you know that I, I did not get enough of the uh you know the bonnie and clyde or mickey and mallory sort of killers on the run uh sort of fun with with them and i guess it's it's setting up the fact that eventually uh jennifer tilly will uh will turn on little chucky um because he can't, you know, he's he's got commitment issues, I guess. You know, he's he's looking at the wedding ring as like how much it's worth to pawn it off, that sort of thing. And the uh, you know, straightforward characters, uh, I always love a good Katherine Heigl appearance and this does not does not play to her her charms as far as it is with me, which I I think sort of offended most of the sort of male film going population i like her as a bit of a, a brittle hard ass and she's young she's a teenager here so i don't i don't get the high goal that i that i like that's saying you know this is this is nonsense uh did i really get uh pregnant by seth rogan like i, I missed that sort of vibe of just uh sort of wounded by the world but um th- my biggest problem with it web have you heard of the uh uh but and therefore uh, sort of philosophy from uh, uh, Matt Stone and Trey Parker of South Park. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. How, how to progress the plot of of the show or any narrative? <laughs> I, I felt like this is like the worst version of it as I was watching this film because they introduce characters and every time it looks like, wow. Um, I guess uh, Chucky and uh, you know. I'm just going to keep calling her uh, Tilly as opposed to Tiffany because uh, that's that was my gateway to this. Uh, thanks for nothing. I'm going to go back and watch Bound about five more times just to like <laughs> clean myself off. Um, it, it's just like, okay, so yeah, they're, now they're at the hotel. Oh, look, this character we were introduced to in the first 10 minutes now pops up. So John Ritter chasing Catherine Heigl is this weird, what, creepy uncle that like doesn't want her to have sex. Okay, like, why couldn't it just be her dad? Like, I don't, <laughs> like, it's get this weird sort of threatening vibe to it that he cares that much about it. Um, the kid that is, I, I guess, the sort of um, gay best friend third wheel that picks her up for, like, their version of prom, but really it's so, you know, he can, <laughs> he can be the driver while Catherine Heigl gets it on with her actual boyfriend in the back. He pops up just in time where uh, they get married. And it's just so we were introduced to this other couple of, I guess, con artists who try to have sex with both Catherine Heigl and her boyfriend, who just, <laughs> they just got married at this little sort of roadside chapel. And they're immediately introduced to these 
swingers slash like <laughs> petty thieves. <laughs> and it's like, there's not a lot of but in there for, it's just like, it's breaking the rule that uh, South Park uses in the writer's room that uh, it's just something else that happens because we need more meat for the meat grinder, which, you know, is a staple of like slasher films. Um, but there's not a lot of, you know, I don't even say there's heavy lifting. It's just like they're, <laughs> they had the kills like as action beats, like sort of like cue cards. And I could see too much in the way of the strings here, because as you said, it's a road movie. And it's hard to do a road slasher movie because you're like, okay, so do we have to kill again, or can we just get in the car and get to to Chucky's, you know, grave? His, uh, I guess, you know, real body grave. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I sort of struggled with it. Now the runtime is a brisk eighty nine minutes, so <laughs> I don't know if that's good or bad. It was pleasant. That it was so short. But I had a lot of time, as as I mentioned, I was like, what is South Park's writing philosophy again? I had a lot of time to sit and think <laughs> as I was watching this. I was like, I don't think this works. <laughs> this is the, where's the button there for? It's just a lot of and then. It's just and then. And then this happens. So, well, You know, yeah. you have to keep in mind, despite the fact that it's called Bride of Chucky, this is the fourth film in a franchise. So it, it would be cool of you being like, oh, you know what? I'm going to watch Saw 4 and I haven't seen any of the others. It's like if you're not, um, uh, you know, part of the club, then it's probably not for you, which is OK. It's it's not a good or bad no, it's, thing. It's, it's very OK, Webb. I'm very comfortable <laughs> <laughs> being outside of this. <laughs> sure. And so the banter between like Dorf and, and Tilly's like the you're not going to appreciate that because you didn't spend three movies watching him trying to, you know, get his soul inside the soul of a human being. Like that was the whole point of one, two and three. In fact, it was the same character. He keeps like uh, haranguing in all three of those movies. So it, I guess maybe that's why like the change in formula doesn't really work because for you, there is no change in formula. You're just coming at it with what this is. And, and I also really like Coraline. I appreciate the technical wizardry of the puppets. Love the puppeteers, which each movie, they seem to be doing something new or something special. Uh, um, maybe having the eyes do a little more, the expression. So I, I love, I appreciate and, and love the films uh, for that alone. And also keep like this is one of the rare trilogies. It might be the only trilogy where I have seen each of these films on opening weekend. I was oh, wow. yeah, I was eleven years old, and I watched Bride of Chucky. My aunt took me because we watched the, the the other movies on television. By the way, so whatever editing occurred on TBS, that those are the, and we're like, and my aunt was like, "Hey, the new Chucky movies coming. You want to go see it in theaters?" I was like, "Yeah." And then, you know, they're having sex up on the screen. I'm all rubber. And my aunt's like, this isn't the movie I thought it was going to be. <laughs> Otherwise, I probably wouldn't have taken you to see this. I mean, so, at least it was safe sex. You know, they're they're fully encased. So, um, certainly, yeah, there's that. So, the, yeah, this film is a weird example of just one of those outliers, I guess, that'll always have a special place in my heart. And that's why, for me, like, I was going to ask you if we had a more lively, enjoyable discussion in terms of just us high-fiving each other. <laughs> I was like, what's your favorite kill? My favorite kill in this movie is the David character, the, the uh, gay third wheel, exploding into a million pieces Jesus after Christ. getting hit by that truck. Because it... 
it left an impact on me as a child. I was like, that is gross. And for whatever reason, like, I'll always remember that. Bride of Chucky is not some masterpiece. It is the fourth part in, in, a, in a slasher film, you know, franchise that I think is just a little ahead of the curve. A little offers more than what you would expect from some. Like, I will take this over Halloween 4 any day of the week. There's just a little bit more going on. Why, why is there no... Um... Like, I understand, you know, for plot purposes that Chucky has to kill uh, this beautiful woman uh, with a great voice uh, because she <laughs> momentarily locks him in, like, a, a child's, like, sort of playpen, basically. His, uh... But, you know, there's no discussion. And, you know, you point out, like, okay, for three films, he's trying to get his, like, you know, human remains or whatever. He's trying to get into a human form again. He does everything in his power to make life way more difficult for himself. Like, you know, I, I mentioned the South Park writing philosophy. Uh, there's not a lot of buts or therefores as far as like, where will this lead me to my next step, ultimately to becoming human again? Uh, and I, there were times when I, I sort of like, OK, I'll go back to the uh, <laughs> the swinger petty thieves um, where Tiffany kills them uh, by using the. Uh, mounted mirror on the ceiling uh, over their like honeymoon suite. Um, I think that's where Chucky says, "Does he say I love you?" I th I think that's where he expresses like you know uh, some respect and warmth uh, for her massacring these two people in a fairly inventive way. I, I dug it, um, but the, the, that's quickly discarded uh, again. Like he, he <laughs> I don't know what what did this little fucking ginger doll want? It's like, dude, you're 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 self sabotaging so much, and you have found someone who you can appreciate that's into the same shit as you in doll form. Do you really need to be human again? It seems like your life is better as this sort of unsuspecting doll because you can always get the drop on people although you know that comes to my biggest problem with all this he has to get the drop on people right because if you're, if you're gonna fight him straight up he's gonna get his ass kicked like he's yeah. he's going to be destroyed <laughs> like instantaneously and i guess i kept waiting for that the person that you know whether they're held at knife point or gunpoint or whatever it's like man Fuck this. It's go time. I'm about to give this doll the beating of a lifetime. Like, I just I don't know. That's what I want to see. And since you introduced me to two of them, I wanted this not to be like just the bride of Chucky. I wanted it to be the bride and then the death of Chucky. And then we hand the franchise over to Tiffany. Although I, I can respect that we had, I guess, a, a trans doll character in the next one. I don't respect it enough to watch it, <laughs> but I can respect the concept web. I don't know. Yeah, I just uh, – Chucky is uh, – this is where I guess our two roads diverge as, as much as we have in common. Maybe my least favorite character in the horror genre. I find him detestable and annoying, and I would definitely bully him. Before he, before he could even threaten me, like I would walk in and see this doll – and I would destroy it before it even revealed itself to be <laughs> a life form possessed by a serial killer. I just, I cannot stand it. Cannot stand Chucky. Well, uh, <laughs> if one day, I know you're not going to, but if you decide to run the series and you get to these <laughs> <laughs> directed DVD, Fiona Dorf. Web, I'll be in hell, is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, uh, in the, in the directed, uh, direct to uh, DVD stuff, 
Fiona Dorif kind of takes over as the lead character, and she's Brad Dorf's daughter, and she does a really great job. Because uh, what's funny is the Chucky character ultimately gets uh, um, implanted into her, like his soul goes into her body. So it's just a funny meta. I, I don't know what it is, but now are the fans Brad... cool with that? Like, do they oh, like yeah. these changes? Okay, so it does seem like the fan base likes these wild swings which is yeah. really that is not the case with other fandoms you know so I, I can respect that i can appreciate that what did they think of the as I, I think the 2019 the ai version because if that one is not affiliated with the franchise all um that's a that's a big no from the fandom oh people hated it and i was so upset i was upset about it too because mark hamill does the voice for chucky in that one i was like oh it's gonna be cool because you know it's mark hamill uh, we all love him as the Joker and all the other things that uh, he does. And, yeah, it was a big old letdown. I don't Man. know why it was. What a greedy there. dude when it comes to voice acting. He's like, I, I get to be uh, iconic Joker. And you know what? I want Chucky, too. <laughs> I'm going to take that <laughs> from Warm Tongue. <laughs> no, and, and that, there, you know how uh, the Halloween franchise has all these different branches? Yeah, Child's Play, nope. They, that one's dead in the water. I, I will be absolutely astonished if that ever gets a sequel meanwhile chucky has two seasons of a tv show already with I, i'm certain a third one on the way so is it the uh is it not going to be included in like an ultimate box set like what the fans want they want that one excised or it is it isn't i don't think i don't think it can be because i think the rights issues that's why it was oh. able to get even made so no i i I'm certain that it's not even going to... I don't think it has the ability to be in a box set. But let's talk about these three movies that we, yes. we were looking at. Dolls. Uh, dolls in different worlds. It's funny to me. In Barbie, the dolls are sentient and they're kind of avatars for the humans who own them in the real world. It, it, and I'm thankfully, the movie does not spend much time discussing the, the rules of the two worlds. Thankfully, it doesn't. It just goes with it. In Coraline, the doll is used as a tool to lure in the children and, and, and claim their unfulfilled souls. And in Bride of Chucky, the dolls are the villains themselves. So you've got three very different movies that tackle the concept of dolls in three, I think, very different ways. I can... <laughs> I guess I'm asking which would you which do you prefer, Barbie or Coraline? Because we don't even have to. <laughs> I have a feeling Brian Chucky's not going to make a make a surprise answer here. Uh, I mean, I think uh, so. Barbie's going to win, uh, and this is yet again going to upset the Child's Play fandom uh, on iconic points because uh, it is the first proper film adaptation. I know there's been lots of straight to DVD uh, material for, for Barbie movies or whatever. Um, but, um, you know, this is the first, you know, feature and, uh, they, they, they really like hit it out of the park, but they get to play with that in a very, uh, I've, I've tried to explain to people at work, like toy story slash elf, uh, way. Like if you're not a fan of Barbie, I think the elf is probably the like appropriate, like comparative, like piece, um, uh, someone that's grown up in this world with some semblance of what the real world is, but has never actually get to experience the real world. Uh, and since people have such 
strong feelings, positive and negative to Barbie, it's interesting to see that that play out and they, they just meet it head on. You have characters that <laughs> strangely like Will Ferrell and a bunch of grown men love and want to protect the Barbie sort of brand, which is, you know, it's financially motivated, but also they cannot see like Barbie as anything but a, a, a being of good. Whereas you have a younger generation, the, the daughter character in that film uh, detests <laughs> Barbie and the concept of it and what it's sort of wrought uh, on, on women. Um, so I'm going to give the iconic points, which I think Brian Chucky, I guess, can compete with. You have schooled me on that. that there, there are people where this this creature, this short ginger creature, means something uh, to them. Uh, but for me, I, I think I have to go with Coraline because I like the sort of broad strokes of, from a child's perspective, that they accept these doll-like beings. Uh, she has a moment where it's like, Hey, that's kind of weird. This kid has a doll of me, <laughs> or like made a doll of me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but when introduced to the far more fantastical, which is this other realm with the other mother uh, and the other father, uh, where she could become this sort of static, uh, you know, piece just on the mantle with the, this children's soul, just put you know, become a doll. Put these have these buttons for eyes and just give yourself over to me. This life of of ease. Um, I think it compares pretty directly to Barbie as far as that, that choice. Uh, something we didn't discuss in that episode was Barbie's monologue towards the, the end where she says that she wants to be the inspired. She doesn't want to inspire anymore. She wants to feel like um, that, that sensation that supposedly she's given to people, but she's not yet been able to feel it um, because of the various reactions to her. So, uh, I don't know. It's pretty tough to me. I know just on a pure enjoyment level, I like the horrific, but through a child's lens sensibilities of this other being, this sort of static being where you can be like a child forever, but you'll be controlled by this, this being, you'll be something placed on a shelf, probably more so than the optimistic version of a doll crossing over to our, our world and Barbie, where she can, she can be the inspired instead of the one doing the inspiring and then bribe chucky has a sex scene so that's i'll grant it that <laughs> <laughs> they, they no. let their version of ken get down in bride of chucky in the next movie chucky in seed of chucky chucky kind of is over trying to transfer his soul into a human body and he even oh, has this great huh? line yeah, he has this great line. He's like, you know what? I'm Chucky, the killer doll, and I dig it. And that is a real line from the movie. So there is something interesting about I – because mean, the whole franchise is about him trying to get back into a human body. And there's a weird and kind of, uh, you know, kind of warms your heart type moment where it's like he accepts who he is. And that's nice, but not not so much in Bride. I like using the doll uh, as a negative and as a kind of uh, the antagonist is using a doll to lure the child. There's something very diabolical, obviously, about that because a doll is, is meant to be something pleasant for children. So I like the use of it, I think, in Coraline the most. Um, having them sentient as, as villains in the Chucky franchise and also as... Um, as a metaphor in the Barbie movie uh, to talk about 
gender and and sexual politics is fine too. It's not as fun. So I I, I do prefer Coraline very like very decisively um, as a film and as how the dolls are used narratively. I think this is a very bizarre trilogy. <laughs> I think I like the gamut that we were able to kind of. Um, showcase here uh, with with the concept of dolls. They are dolls. We we call the trilogy dolls in different worlds, and boy, are they very very different. But as always, I I think we have knocked it out of the park just because we're we're given we're giving you a a, a buffet, a true buffet um, when it comes to these themes. Well, I mean, ultimately, it's not in Bride of Chucky, but apparently in Seed of Chucky, which I'll, yet again, I'll take your word for, that there is an, <laughs> a, just a general sense of acceptance, which Coraline is accepting, like, who her parents are. Like, they may not be everything she wants, but um, they don't want her to be something different either. Like, it, <laughs> they may find her, like, mildly annoying, but they're also not trying to just change her. In fact, they're telling her, why don't you get out of my face and go explore, whereas the other mother is saying, stay here. Stay here. I'll make it as comfortable and cozy as possible, yeah. but you're going to stay and you're going to be a static being. Uh, and Barbie, uh, the degree of difficulty was probably higher in Barbie, as I said, the people who love and hate it. Um, that Greta Gerwig really had to walk a fine line. Margot Robbie, same thing in her performance uh, as far as how do we let an icon evolve when all these people like the idea of Barbie has evolved so much over the years. And it's, it is definitely more positive in that way, but I like the idea of acceptance more in Coraline. That's like, my parents are set in their ways, but they're the ones I got. Like I'm going to grow and I'm going to have adventures, but I can't drag them along like through them. In fact, it's probably pretty fucking dangerous. Like they're going to have tall eyes and like, they're going to have weird piano playing hands. Don't need all that. Like let my dad and mom be boring. Uh, and that's fine. Cause I'm, I'm sort of the next step. I'm the next evolution. Um, and, uh, what do, what do you make of the ending of Barbie? Since we're a little bit away from it, you know, from our, the week of you know, release and recording it, that you know she she chooses to uh to become you know the a real girl like literally <laughs> that is the last line of the movie i got to say i haven't thought about it nearly as much like i've been tracking like hey the movie's doing really well a lot of the haters are like oh it's not it's just that first weekend and it's going to bomb no man people are going back to it and it has it has struck a chord with a lot of people i guess not as much me but you Not say as you're wearing you're wearing a Ken <laughs> hat right now, <laughs> like a pink shirt, <laughs> and there's shades of pink on the hat. It's you know multicolored, but <laughs> it's just amusing to hear you say like, "Yeah, I haven't really thought about it." <laughs> it's like you look like you're on a Barbie like official <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I look like I've been paid by Mattel. <laughs> yes. <laughs> This is very much like Dana Carvey and Wayne's World, like where you're wearing like head to toe like Pepsi gear. Like I don't know, man. I just want to do my own thing. I don't want to be you know, bought out by the corporate. <laughs> um, I ha I guess okay. I haven't thought about like that ending nearly as much. Um, I I think either way, uh, uh, I think I would have been fine. I think it's exciting because. The, the I think what the doll represents, what Barbie represents now, may be different than what she represents ten years from now. So there's a constant evolution, and and that is exciting for the character of Barbie 
uh, seen as like the stereotypical version that's what she was like well when you think of barbie you think of this person and there's nothing special about her and i think it's exciting to see that kind of character wanting to be special and explore what else she can do so in that aspect i do like that um but do you think it's a definitive definitive ending not only as a joke it's a great last like line to get a laugh um but do you think it works better as sort of a definitive like We'll see. You know, you can imagine, you know, what Barbie will become. It's a decision she's made for this this particular Barbie, and there's you know thousands of them. But you can't avoid the sort of real life aspects of this thing is a colossal success for you know movies, movie theaters. There's going to be an itch to scratch there, even if it's just purely financial. <laughs> it's like, I know. Does it? Does the further adventures of Barbie excite you like the? constant and never-ending <laughs> adventures of chucky you're already shaking your head i didn't even get chucky no. out and you're like nope I, you know, i'm gonna take this kin cap off and i'm gonna throw it on the ground if they come out with a sequel <laughs> <laughs> that's enough okay the thing is, <laughs> thing is <laughs> these chucky movies cost peanuts compared to what a barbie movie costs all right but also we'll take in peanuts for what you know i mean that's just that would be the biggest movie of the year, and maybe then the backlash from people who enjoy Barbie would would set in because they, yeah. you know, it, it's hard to to top what they've done. As far as I'm not saying it's a perfect film, it's it's no Coraline to me, but you cannot argue with it has brought in people who probably yeah. have avoided movie theaters, and the experience they're having is totally valid, and it's really it's really fucking cool to see all the people yep. you know wearing their pink in the, the lobby. Um, I wish I could have gone to Coraline, you know, tonight. I, I might see if there's a showing tomorrow and pay the stupid fucking Fathom event because I would love to see, you know, the kids with like the blue hair <laughs> and like the cat doll. <laughs> but I don't think I'm going to see it. I don't think. I think it'll just be me and other, you know, 40 year old men. But hopefully some families, hopefully some kids watching Coraline discovering it. And maybe the one day we'll have a Bride of Chucky showing at some anniversary edition where we have a bunch of busty ladies in leather who show up. You know what, dude? If if there had been a Bride of Chucky screening when you came to the great state of Kentucky, I would have made it happen. Certainly if they were advertising, you know, busty ladies would be in attendance. Good deal. I don't think I could have seen – I don't think I could have handled your reaction in real time, though. It would have broke my heart. There's no therefore in this structure. It's just more and then. <laughs> what the fuck is this? Uh, you're researching it as the movies. Playing oh. a clip of Stone and Parker. <laughs> like, nope, nope, bullshit. <laughs>